0: Hello and welcome to the Neither 9 podcast. I'm not Neither 9, I'm Andrea Cleary. Uh, Niall is on his holidays this week, but he'll be joining us again next week. Happy New Year everybody. And I'm joined by Luke Sharkey. Hello. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Luke is a writer here at Neither 9 and he's also a radio presenter and he's a pretty good list maker as well. If you've been reading some... Oh, some, thank you
2: very much. You flatter me.
0: Best, uh, best Irish albums, best artists if you're reading those lists they're probably due to Luke
2: December was hectic
0: Des- yeah how, <laughs> how was December are you rested
2: uh, yeah I, I know what they mean by list season now and I feel yeah well rested it yes, was so nice that's to get good. a nice break in
0: yeah the only listmas I had to do was um, was for the podcast so I was very happy to not have to actually compile yeah any data which yeah. I don't enjoy doing. <laughs> um, so we're going to be bringing you the latest news. There's been a lot of news in the last week as well as some nice uh, new music that we recommend you listen to and a little bit of music that maybe we recommend you don't listen to. Absolutely. Um, so Yes. <laughs> so first of all, have you been listening to anything over Christmas that's maybe not new? Yeah.
2: Um, what were you listening to? The break is really good from the break from the the sort of news cycle because you can listen to whatever you want for the mm. first time. Um, so... Went back to kind of my old roots, like Kanye West, um, my ongoing love with his music. Mm-hmm. Um, and wintertime, I always associate with, um, you know, 808's and Heartbreak. I do, I know so, it well. like really obsessively, like every day listening to that album all the way through. Yeah. Um, so good. Were so, you okay? So good.
0: Were you sad? Yeah, it's, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely
2: sad music. It's just, uh, but it's um, oh, so good for like uh, Bus Journey Home in the Dark type Oh music. Yeah. Um, I think that's
0: my second fave. It's sometimes my fave, sometimes my second fave, Kanye. Which is the top? Um, Pablo is very important to me, but I don't know. It, it changes around, but it's, it's usually between kind of those two-ish.
2: Fantastic. They're great yeah. choices. Yeah. Um, and other than that, um, I've been listening to someone who did feature on one of our lists, um, the new artists to look out for, kind of the last of the lists, um, Loyal Carner, who's a, a British MC. Really good. Kind of reminds me of the um, original Pirate Material, Streets era. Mm-hmm. Very kind of laid back beats and like very witty kind of philosophical lyrics. Fantastic. Really Excellent. enjoyed it. Cool. What about yourself? Who have you been listening I to?
0: I listen to a lot of Kate Bush. Um, I don't know why. Um, not, not particularly wintry or anything. Do you need a reason to listen to it? Exactly. Yes. No, don't need a reason. Um listen to a lot of... Um, an artist that I discovered recently called Karen Dalton. She's kind of a folk country singer who would have been around the circuit with Bob Dylan, um, who I just never knew before. And she came up in, I think, a Reddit thread or something. And then I... um. I delved deep into her music and really, really liked it. So recommend it if anybody wants to do a deep dive back into like late 70s folk music. Fantastic. Karen Dalton. Sounds really um, awesome. I've also been listening to a lot of The 1975. <laughs> watch me. Oh, a recurring
2: theme on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Watch me backtrack. Um, so, listener, <laughs> if you'll remember, before we broke for for Christmas, um, Niall and I reviewed the latest album by the 1975. I was, I think it was fair to say that I was a bit unimpressed by but it. None too pleased? I was none too pleased. Um, I didn't like and still don't like some of the problematic lyrics on it. And while I appreciated what they were doing musically, I wasn't bowled over by it. Okay. But then I went to see them on what day are we? Uh, Thursday. Thursday last, yeah, in the three arena. And my god, it was a show. It was yeah. so good. It was just a properly brilliant pop production. Yeah. I hadn't been to a pop gig in a really long time. I think the last one I'd been to was uh Justin Bieber in like the RDS, which is a a while ago now. Um and yeah, it was stunning. I think the actual the stage production itself was beautiful. It contextualized a lot of the lyrics in the album that I never really got the first time around, yeah. if that makes sense. Um Matty Healy was incredibly charming. I hate myself. He was really <laughs> charming. <laughs> Um, I was there with um a friend of the show, Dave Hanready from no Encore Podcast, and I was sitting beside Dave and just had to turn to him and and say to him i f- I feel awful, but I can't believe I fancy my Healy. This is the <laughs> worst thing that's ever happened to me, yeah, so yeah, but brilliant, brilliant show, really recommend seeing them there's
2: a there's a treadmill
0: involved there was a treadmill, so um in their music video for Sincerity is Scary, um, which is the most 1975 name of a song yep. ever. Um, yeah, the, the music video for that is kind of Matty Healy, you know, walking along a street with a kind of cartoony background. And so that came on and nobody expected anything. And then he just jumps onto this treadmill and starts walking and dancing and I don't know if it's been done before, probably has been, probably Jamiroquai in the mid-90s did something or other, but I'd never seen it done. Yeah. And um, turned to the person next to me and the two of us were just like, oh my God, this looks unreal. Um, brilliant, brilliant show. Like the stage production was great. A lot of kind of David Byrne talking heads. Yeah. like Straight up influence like from a, it.
2: Like a theatricality about it.
0: Uh, yeah, but also he was, he was pretty much wearing the suit Um, okay. and the, he had two, they had two um female dancers and backup singers on stage and they were doing the kind of, you know, the running thing yeah. from Stop Making Sense. Um, it was very, very heavily influenced and lifted from a lot of other kind of um very iconic stage productions, which I thought was really cool. Um, it sounds fantastic. And then he was, you know, climbing in and out of an iPhone. Um, what what I thought was really that cool is very nineteen seventy five. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it <laughs> sounds really wanky when I when I kind of explain it now. But when I was watching it, I was really impressed by it. Yeah. Um, something sort of a bit subtle about it that I I enjoyed was that throughout the throughout the performance he kept kind of turning around and looking at the screen behind him. And I was like, oh, I get it. It's because you'd be off that phone. Like we're all just looking at our screens all the time and you're looking at the screen. I get it. I get it. Uh, So I thought that was a bit clever. So I'm, I I then went back and listened to the album again. That's
2: what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, Has it changed your opinions on it?
0: It has. Yeah. It like, I think it, I think having heard a lot of the songs live, I will say I think they're a better live band than they are recording. Okay, like they sound brilliant live. They're really tight. Their their band is great. They had the a saxophonist who just blew the blew the roof off. Um, and I went back and listened to a lot of their hits as well. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I resisted these for a long time, and while I still have my problems, yeah, I good pop act. Will uh, excited for the new album that's going to come out towards the end of this year, it's and we'll f- go see again. The
2: final of the three.
0: Um the second of these two, oh, okay. so I think there's two, or maybe there's three i need I need to check that as far as I know there's two um of this briefing inquiry into blah, blah, blah. Um, So yeah, that was uh, my 1975.
2: That's fantastic. What a great way to start off the year. Yeah, yeah, so you you can all update your
0: records. Um, (laughs) Now a fan. Um, Yeah, so in other news, somebody else who I love, Ryan Adams will be releasing three new albums this year. Um, Do you like Ryan Adams?
2: I have a very limited knowledge of his uh, discography. I'm a big fan of Gold, Yes. um, which I was shown as an adolescent and loved. That's the um, perfect
0: time to listen to that album. For sure.
2: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of vibes in that album. Um maybe you could explain to me the sort of because I know he's he's really big. So
0: he is. Um I saw him being described this week by somebody um in the media as one of the most underrated guitarists in rock. And I entirely agree with that. I think especially on that album, Gold, but elsewhere as well. Um he's he's just a brilliant songwriter he's an excellent he's an excellent musician excellent lyricist and i feel like he gets a bit of gets a bit of flack for the kind of softer stuff that he's done over the years
2: yeah that's is there is Say Gold, is that like a a deviation from what it usually sounds like or is that very...
0: No, I think Gold was his first um, major label release, if I'm correct. Um, And it was his kind of his foray into a bit of a heavier, fuller kind of sound um, and going a bit beyond the kind of really personal, introspective lyrics. He kind of opened it up a bit more. And I think he kind of went from there. Like Gold is still my favorite Ryan Adams record It's probably most people's Favourite Ryan Adams record But that's not to say That he hasn't done Brilliant stuff since Um, And yeah So this year He is to release Three new albums Uh, This week he shared a song On a on a a radio station somewhere called Manchester, uh, which is a tribute to uh, Manchester, uh, which he says spawned some of his favourite artists. He said about it, Manchester, the city and music of this mystical place shaped my entire life. It's at the heart of all the things I love about music from the Smiths, Joy Division, Oasis, New Order, Simply Red. And the Stone Roses. Um,
2: uh, there's one, uh, one is not like the others <laughs> one in that One of these list. things
0: is not like the others. <laughs> Simply Red. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Um, so yeah, there'll be three albums coming. Uh, Big Colors is coming out April 19th. Um, and then Wednesdays, we don't have a day for that. And then we don't have a title for the third one. But I, for one, am very excited.
2: It's a very ambitious endeavour. It sounds very interesting. It'll yeah, be, yeah. Obviously, he go- has something in, important to say. Um,
0: I, yeah, I hope so. I, I, th- I think he does. I hope so. A uh, big fan of his Taylor Swift cover record as well. If anyone's been too cynical to go and actually check it out, do it. <laughs>
2: it, it is great, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, his cover of Welcome to New York just sounds like Bruce Springsteen. It's it's amazing. Um. That's a song that I don't know if I could listen to it forever.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but uh, is, is there a song that you could listen to in the desert forever?
2: Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, but it would have to be a classic, like a real, a genuine classic. Which I.
0: What I'd... about um, Africa by Toto?
2: Mm, a genuine classic? I don't know if it falls <laughs> quite for me into that.
0: <laughs> so there's a reason for this. Um, there is to be a new... Art installation, um, which will play Toto's Africa on eternal repeat. Um, Nam- Namibian German artist Max Seedentopf, say that. That was fast expertly five time. done. Thank you. Um, the the installation is called Toto Forever. It utilizes six speakers, an MP3 player featuring literally just that song, and solar energy in an effort to play the song for all eternity, according to the artist. Why do we make of this? Um,
2: I don't know. I feel like straight away, I I personally couldn't imagine a worse way to spend eternity than stuck in the desert with Africa by Toto. Really? That would no, that would that would that would destroy me. Um, Does but, that song
0: annoy you if it comes on on a night out?
2: Yeah, because I feel like it's one of those songs that people have very borrowed nostalgia for. It's um, interesting. It's a very sort of it comes on in a, in a club and people sort of my age are like, oh my God, I love this song. And it's like, <laughs> you were not born when this song came out. True. Like you have no nostalgia for this. It's kind of like internet memed its way into legitimacy somehow.
0: I Yeah, I, I think you're entirely right. I, I do think it's a good song though. Okay. Like, I think, I think it bangs. I think it goes hard. And I think there's a reason why you just want to yell it at the top of your lungs in the middle of a nightclub or wherever it might be played. But I think you're totally right in saying that, like, I I don't have any personal connection to the song, to that song, and nobody my age does. And even people who were, I think, teenagers when that song came out, I don't think they'd be particularly nostalgic about it. I don't know if
2: Toto were what were hip even back then, you know what I mean? What, like, music heads were listening to.
0: I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, maybe it's like a Rick Astley sort of meme thing. for sure. Maybe, but, um...
2: It's... It's a it's um it's a very it's interesting. It's very much uh that song is very internet culture. It's kind of very interesting how it's come to be how so it popular. happened. Yeah, so many cover versions and like here it is played on a tin whistle, you know?
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, nobody asked for that. Um but yeah, if you want to hear it literally forever, um you can go to a desert in southern Africa and you can go do it there, I guess. I think
2: Erlingus have a sale on right now.
0: Yeah, let yeah. I mean, will we do it? <laughs> I don't have much else on. <laughs> um, so who else is in the news? The weekend is in the news. Why is the
2: weekend in the news? For all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekend put out a track earlier this week, um, called Lost in the Fire, which was produced by Gustafelstein, which was kind of a head scratcher to begin with. Mm. And he is coming under quite a bit of fire, and I think rightly so for some of the very questionable lyrics he has. in I'm the track. tired
0: of being home alone. I used to have a girl a day, but I want you to stay. You said you might be into girls. Said you're going through a phase, keeping your heart safe. Well, baby, you can bring a friend. She can ride on top your face while I fuck you straight. What's wrong with that? What's What's the problem? What's the problem here? Um,
2: it's 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 pretty problematic. Yeah. it's pretty problematic from the from the from the ground up. Um, I think they going through a phase is probably the most dismissive line I've, I've heard. Yeah, I'm not a big
0: fan of While I Fuck You Straight either.
2: It's not great.
1: It's,
0: (sighs) yeah, so it, um, the song came under, um, criticism uh by marika hackman and uh soak who i'm a big fan of both of those artists i think they're both terrific um and they basically called it out for being homophobic problematic for sure yeah biphobic dismissive all of those things and it is all of those things like it's also what what do you think of the song
2: um the song is For me, and this was the strange thing because uh, the guy who produced it, Gustafsson, an Mm. excellent producer, Mm. song is very bland. Isn't it? Even compared to his work and compared to The Weekends' previous work, the song is incredibly forgettable. Yeah. And that's kind of the worst thing a a big pop song can be is just instantly forgettable. Yeah,
0: like I must have listened to it about 10 times today on like the playlist of the tracks we're going to talk about and I couldn't sing it.
2: I probably couldn't sing it either, Um, which is a real shame because I have like some of the Weekends previous releases although he's always been a problematic artist I think the mm-hmm. hills is one of the most stalkery songs I've ever heard in my life yeah and it's it's a it's a strange thing because in one way the defense that he uses is that the weekend is a persona that that whole character he has openly said that mm. it's not true none of it is true he's kind of an awkward shy guy and he makes up this character in these situations but that also means then that it's not like he's even trying to be biographical he's consciously choosing to be this kind of very or just excessively crass and yeah. th- that verse in things is just excessive
0: yeah I yeah I think so too and I think that if like we we talked on the podcast before about problematic artists and how there is a bit of leeway usually given when artists are um when they're putting on a, a persona but it, I think it gets to the point with the weekend for me where I'm I'm kind of tired of hearing him sing the same thing about sex over and over again. Over and over. It's like I, it's not even that I have a problem with an artist who just sings about sex. That's fine, but it's the it's just the same kind of I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, and I'm like, all right, like we've heard this song before, yeah. you know. And I thought like the. The kind of concept piece he did with Starboy. Well, I wasn't the the biggest fan of the album. I re- I admired what he was doing. There was a with real ambition
2: it. to that project. There was,
0: yeah, and there was a real kind of sense of actually stepping into the persona yeah. and performing as it. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel, he like it might be just a throwaway track.
2: I haven't put out something in a while. Yeah. Maybe I should stick something yeah. out.
0: Let's stay relevant. I, I I don't think he was trying to be, you know controversial on purpose with this with this um verse but it's it just looks really irresponsible and he has yet as of time of recording uh to respond to any of the criticism anyway so um
2: it's it's definitely not the best pop music can do it's definitely not the best he can do yeah um do better able do better yeah yeah
0: just just do better um
2: you could say he's well able
0: he's well able Excellent work. (laughs) Um, Other people who are well able, closer to home?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, something uh, we wanted to highlight on the podcast this week is the uh, Somewhere in Ireland video project that's been going on. Um, If you don't know, if you're not in the know, Somewhere in Ireland is um, a short film uh, that's being released as um, a little series of short videos um, that's been directed and edited by Irish visual artist Brown Sauce, who... If you're on Instagram, you should follow Brown Sauce. He does amazing, amazing pieces, and really um, kind of very connected to uh, modern Irish culture. Very instantly resonant. Um, so the the series is a self described uh, vertical slice of Irish hip hop. Um, the film features five tracks performed by over nine rappers, sort of all interwoven together with various skits and a kind of few narrative beats. Um, there's a so it features the first uh, video that went up online, featured Hazy, who's a, a Limerick rapper. Really fantastic. And it was kind of a 30-second, a one-minute skit. And it's animated by Brown Sauce over the actual sh- primary footage, which is really...
0: It looks really great. It looks
2: really eye-catching yeah. and it's fantastic. And it's um, it seems like... it. Well, I haven't seen the whole thing. The actual uh, premiere is coming out uh, this Friday um, on the 18th in Limerick. They're doing the premiere, so I haven't seen the whole thing. But it feels like one of the first true-to-life... Times that Irish hip hop has been put to film, okay, um, which is fantastic, and mm. it's all artists outside of Dublin as well. From what I can gather, which is really good because there can be a strong Dublin centrism um, mm. in Irish media coverage, especially music. Um, especially so hip hop as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so it's really fantastic, and yeah, because I still have much left over fear and cringe from, there was a documentary RTE did maybe 10 years ago about Irish hip hop. And it's not that the people involved in it were particularly good material to start with, but it's very much a takedown piece, like okay. a ha ha, let's laugh at these people. Really? And yeah. it's it's actually really hard to watch in parts, yeah. genuinely break your heart. Like
0: I'm absolutely going to watch it.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you should, but it's but, it's not easy. It's a real mm, behind the couch yeah. with hands over your eyes type of okay. uh, thing. so. Um, big ups to um, the Humans of the Sesh Collective who are helping run this and to Brown Sauce and to all the rappers who have taken part um, somewhere in Ireland. Be sure to keep an eye out for it. Look it up. Like the pages, it um, seems like a really awesome thing that they're doing.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's really great um, and you, you touched on it that somebody is sort of starting to chronicle the moment we're at now in Irish hip hop. Like I, I, I know like when uh, I saw the MIA documentary last year yeah. and one of the main one of the main sort of themes in that was that she knew she was in the middle of something. So she started to document yeah. things and she was looking around her and she was kind of turning the camera inwards. And I really feel like the the moment that Irish hip hop is having now um, in terms of it being it re- reaching a broader audience. It's for obviously sure. been going on for a while, yeah. but in terms of it actually becoming mainstream. Definitely. Um, it's it's really important and really useful to kind of chronicle what is the beginning of What
2: is, especially, yeah, but especially before they're signed, before Mm -hmm. there's any real uh, infrastructure in place, just when it's, like, at its proper
0: raw elements. Yeah, which is what it's kind of supposed to be, and great that it's, you know, focused outside of Dublin as well. So, yeah, that's, um, I think that's, oh, no, no, um, we had breaking news today. Um, Fans of the Antlers will no doubt be uh, crying into their pasta about the fact that they've got... (laughs) a <laughs> they've got a gig coming up in the sugar club on march 30th um they're to be there to play um their album hospice which is a very very dear album to me and many others um in full uh they said on their instagram dear friends it's been some time and we've got some news for you we're reissuing the hospice lp on march 8th 2019 and on a, of its 10th anniversary it will be newly pressed on double white vinyl, deluxe artwork and packaging, etc. We'll be playing a limited number of acoustic shows to celebrate. It'll be a bit different this time as the core band now consists of uh, Peter Silberman and drummer Michael Lerner. Um, as And their drummer is no longer with the band. They've pared down for the time being. The shows will feature some old friends and guests and together they'll perform hospice uh, in its entirety. So I'm... Very very excited Pumpt. about this. Yeah, yeah. Are you a fan of? I'm.
2: Too- I feel so ignorant. I'm so oblivious <gasps> to who, you who they even heard are. Have you this album? No.
0: Oh my god. Right. Hospice. Okay. It is. I. <laughs> I feel. I. I feel like it's. It's irresponsible to recommend that somebody listen to this album because it will genuinely break you. Okay. It's one of the saddest yeah. experiences. That someone can go through is is this album it's 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 a concept album um I won't give too much away about it, but I really recommend reading the lyrics along with it and giving yourself a bit of time with it, yeah, and a bit of time afterwards to okay. kind of get over it but um i'd I'd fully recommend listening to it, and you'll one hundred percent want to go to the show then Fantastic. but um yeah, Peter Silberman, who is the lead singer and um, lyricist and main songwriter in the Antlers, uh, wrote a brilliant record in 2017 uh, called, I think it's called Permanence, um, which was excellent and amazing. Yeah. And it really flew under the radar. So I'm hoping for a little bit of that solo material to be performed as well.
2: Fantastic. But
0: it, very, very exciting. It made my day today when, uh, when it was announced. So yeah. Awesome. Big up Antlers. Mm-hmm. Um, cool So we've got some new music
2: Yeah we we've do We've got a ton of new um, music. And it's nice Because maybe the first couple Of weeks of January Things can be a bit slow On yeah. the release front But it seems like we're Truly into the swing of things now Yeah we're
0: picking up now Like we, we're we not even Going to talk about everything That was like We're not, we're not talking about Hosier guys We're going to wait for the album Yeah chill uh but we are going to talk about uh the cranberries who have released a new single called all over now uh it was played on bbc radio on tuesday and it coincided with the one year anniversary of the death of singer dolores O'Riordan. which is crazy to me that that was a year ago it's it feels like a that has
2: flown in for completely
0: sure completely absolutely mad um So the band said uh, on social media, in honor of our dear friend and bandmate Dolores, we present to you the final album from the Cranberries and it's called In The End. It was a very emotional process for us, knowing that we would never get to play these songs live, made it even more difficult. It was also an overwhelming sense of finality, knowing that this was the last time we would be in the same studio together working on a Cranberries album. We'd like to take the, chan- the chance to thank ours and Dolores's family and friends, and all those who worked with the band over the years. To our fans who've stood by us for almost 30 years, thank you. Without, the- without you, none of this would have been possible. It's been an incredible journey. We dedicate this album to our dear friend and bandmate Dolores. She'll always be with us in her music, which is just lovely. Um, That's very touching. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's really nice, and the song is great. It is. Um, maybe we'll we'll take a listen to it, and then we can have a chat about it. Perfect.
2: So here is uh, All Over Now by The Cranberries.
0: The new one from uh, the Cranberries, we're, we were trying to work out there when the when that would have been recorded, but yeah. apparently it, it's uh, this they finished the album without her, so it's a uh, obviously
2: at some stage. She had passed away before the album was finished. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds, it doesn't sound like it was cobbled together. It sounds like a pretty fully fleshed out song.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The production on it is is lovely. She sounds great. I really like those guitars when they kick in at the start. It yeah. just, it transports me back to like late 90s, early noughties, listening to the Cranberries for the first time. Yeah, that kind, kind of, of
2: very grungy sort of sound on the guitars. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah totally. Really kind of lo-fi, fuzzy guitars. Um, it's great. I really, really like this song. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what else is on the album. Um,
2: for sure. And obviously there is an emotional bias because Dolores is sadly no longer with us, but her voice still sounds
0: incredible. It's amazing. Like she's just... I like when when she passed away, there was just so much talk of you know that voice being so pinnacle to even like Irish identity. Yeah. It's like when you think of Irish music, you kind of you kind of think of her voice for sure, almost straight away yeah. um if you're not thinking of you too, you're thinking think of the up, cranberries yeah. like and yeah it's it, it's amazing and also obviously very sad to it, it, It's always a strange kind of thing when you listen to like a a posthumous release, um, but the band are are, um, excited to get it out there and obviously happy that it's what she would have wanted. For sure. And
2: we're excited to hear it.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, Another Irish act who have announced um, new music or have released new music um, is The Gloaming. They they released... A song called, is it Awhis? Awhis. It's been so long since I did Irish that (laughs) I was like, is that how you say that word?
2: Yeah, I think so. Awhis right there.
0: Yeah. So um, they've announced the release of their third album, The Gloaming Three, which is out on the 22nd of next month. Um, It was produced by Thomas Bartlett, was recorded last year in New York. Um, And yeah, we can take a little listen to Awhis. Yeah, for sure. That is it's always from the gloaming who um, will be reigniting their residency in the National Concert yeah, Hall. Yeah,
2: continuing on their streak of 24 consecutive sold out shows oh, it is now.
0: They're unreal. <laughs>
2: yeah, they are. They are. I, I, have you seen them do any of those
0: shows? I have not seen them once and I will 100% see them this year. They're, yep. they're on my list.
2: I was very blessed to get a ticket last oh, yeah. year to go and see them and it was So good. And I'm not, I'm not a big trad head at all by any measure, but their music is just so fantastic.
0: Yeah. They're kind of, um, they do Celticism in a way that isn't, um, that doesn't make me want to run for the hills. Yeah. Do you know? It's, there's. I, I, they strike some kind of balance between ambience and then something that's innately and inherently Irish. Yeah, for sure. That I can't really put my finger on. And I just find it so spellbinding. And uh, and I've heard that when you're watching that and experiencing that live, that it's it just elevates for it. For sure.
2: It's such an immersive experience. Yeah. It totally just draws you in. So soothing and calming as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And. It's- It'll be interesting to hear with the album, because I do think that um, their first album was very much more trad based than mm-hmm. the second album. And even just by the what we've heard from that track, it sounds much more sort of ambient and yeah. minimalist as opposed to overtly trad. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go towards.
0: For sure. Yeah, I think they they do that, uh, that ambience so well. Um and yeah, I, I'm for sure going to make sure that I catch them this this year because they are taking a break in 2020. Um, oh, that's the first time I've said 2020. 2020. Meaning, oh my God. <laughs> weird. It still seems, sounds so far away. Yeah. That's How a strange. very
2: in the future date. You know, yeah. the welcome to the future. 2020.
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought I would have had my life sorted out by now. Hmm. <laughs> you can catch them. <laughs> You can catch the Gloving Play, the National Concert Hall on March 5th, 6th, 7th, 9th, 10th and 11th. I'm not sure what the story is with tickets, but you can look it up online. Um, And yeah, we recommend that you go. We'll probably be there. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So next up is two artists that I'm very fond of collaborating together. Um, This is Karen O and Danger Mouse. And the track is called... the track, woman from Karen O and Danger Mouse. What do you make of this?
2: It's a really great song, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, really awesome. It's great to hear Karen O being back to releasing music and singing. Yeah. It's fantastic.
0: And you're a Yeah, yeah yes fan?
2: I was a staunch yeah, yeah, yes yeah fan. Absolutely loved the band. Um, It's Blitz was, it's a real cliche to say like records that change your life or formative records or whatever, yeah. but It's Blitz was a big, big deal in my adolescence for sure.
0: Me too, yeah. I remember, I, I, I think I bought that CD and Is This It by The Strokes, if not on the same day, then in the same week or or two week period. And I was like,
1: oh,
0: (laughs) oh, wow. So this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look what's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Really, really big fan of this sound. I don't think it's too far removed um, from what she usually sounds like i think danger Mouse is really just letting her do her thing do her thing which is great
1: yeah
0: um it is part of an upcoming lp um which is a collaboration between the two artists which is due to be released on march 15th called lux prima prima who knows um carino says of the track that it came like a bolt out of the blue when we were in the studio we did the first track where I was blurting unintelligible words and Danger Mouse and I were like, dang, that was intense. What? What's that word I kept saying? Woman, uh, which I think is really cool. For sure. Yeah, it's it It does have a kind of a rawness and it feels like like when you when you're listening To the lyrics There's not There's not a whole lot That you're grabbing onto It's It's, not like It's
2: very stream of consciousness
0: Yeah It's not like Steeped in metaphor Or anything It's just It's coming from a really Kind of raw Yet feminine Kind of powerful Place For sure Like I was listening to it Walking down the street And I just felt Really really badass Yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'd like this to be The um, The the song that plays over my montage <laughs> where I just get loads of shit done yeah, the, in my life. The boss
2: montage, yeah. yeah I like yeah. Marie
0: Kondo, my house <laughs> yeah. and, you know, write the thing and do the thing. This is the song I want to for uh, sure. to to play over it. But yeah, really, really big fan of this. Can't wait for the album. Um, Hope it's, I hope it's a bit of a departure from what this is. I hope there's more kind of experimentation. Yeah, and a little bit of, of
2: variety in yeah. sound for sure.
0: Yeah, and in terms of their kind of working together-ness. Uh, but yeah, good to have you back, Karen O. For sure. Um, we're going to chat about Nothing Breaks Like a Heart next, because I can't escape this song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm sorry, I'm a real late comer to this song. I'm, yeah. I'm super late. I heard the original, um, which of course, if you don't know, is by Mark Ronson and Molly Cyrus and Get Out from Under That Rock you've been living under. <laughs> yeah, um, where have you been? <laughs> but um, it's just kind of like a very... Down tempo, downbeat, country and western track almost. Um definitely tinged that way. And I heard it, it once It sounds just
0: like uh, my silver lining by um by First Aid Kit. Okay. And once you know that you won't be able to unhear it. But yeah. Okay.
2: Um but I wasn't totally blown away with it. Um and then I heard that Dimitri from Paris, who I'm a huge fan of, kind of a disco titan, had done a remix of the track and I heard that and it was like love at first sight or love at first listen. Oh, very good. I nice. I've fallen massively in love with this song um, yeah. to the point where I'm playing it and it's, there's a part of my brain that's saying, you're not actually going to play the song again, are you? <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting to that stage, <laughs> uh, but it's a fantastic song. Um, it's what Ronson calls a sad banger and it's taken from, the original is taken from his upcoming Late Night Tales LP. Um, it's, the remix has really great sort of strange mix of country and western and disco um kind of some chic violins and a nice backbeat while like Miley Cyrus's vocals which are phenomenal on Mm -hmm. this track like the country and western thing suits her right down to the ground lyrically like a vocally she suits it so well
0: yeah I I was never um I was never the big the biggest fan of her I've I've always rooted for her but I've never been the biggest fan of her voice yeah um I think she's a good voice and she's a very capable singer, but I was just never really able to connect with it. But I think this song makes sense for her. Yeah. Um I'm not I'm not wild about the original, but um I think you're right on the button with this remix. I think this I think what what Dimitri from Paris has done on this is kind of highlight or push to the fore the elements of the song that I like. I like the kind of bombastic drums. Yeah. I like that kind of I don't know that that he's he's honed in on the kind of country element of, of it, yeah. but made it disco, which for is sure. very cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a real kind of, it is a sad banger, isn't it? It is yeah. exactly a sad banger. He's yeah. right on the button. Yeah. I, and
2: I, I do think that Ronson is probably, I was thinking about this, um, where I do all my important thinking, like alone in my bedroom. And I was thinking, <laughs> I think Mark Ronson is probably for me, the quintessential 21st century pop producer. I think he's he's prop, he's like he, the way he collaborates with people is so good. All the way back to like Valerie with Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. he's so good when he works with people. The Rihanna really, track he did, yeah, as well. for sure. Uh, yeah. Uptown Funk, everybody—it's oh, yeah. like one of the biggest pop songs last ten years. Like he just really brings out the best in the artists that he works with. It's really, I'm really.
0: I'd find it quite difficult to disagree with you on that. I think he's got he, he's got a real sheen to his work, but he also I love what he does with brass. Anything that has yeah. a kind of a heightened brass. Um, element in it where you don't expect it to be there I'm kind of there for it yep. um, Uptown Funk is obviously a, a great example of that kind of thing they're kind of bombast um, and I want more from Mark Ronson this year I, I'd, I'd really like to see him collaborate more widely for sure Um, and yeah big fan of this uh, we should take a listen to
2: it yeah Nothing Breaks Like a Heart by Mark Ronson and Miley Cyrus the Dimitri from Paris.
0: Something breaks Like a Heart from Miley Cyrus, Mark Ronson and Dimitri from Paris. They Fantastic. weren't all in the same room at the same time, but by God, they made a song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to chat next about Soak and her new track, Knock Me Off My Feet, which you're a big fan of.
2: I am. I'm a huge fan of this track. Um, big fan of Soak in general, was delighted when she had put out Everybody Loves You. Mm-hmm. Um, although I kind of thought that maybe it wasn't the most exciting First single from an album, especially because she has taken a break from music, rightly mm. so. Um, but I knocked me off my feet. Um, I don't want to be pun- too punny, but has done just that. Um, yeah. Really, really great song. Um, very upbeat for Soak. Um, it have has a real beach house vibe to it, I think. Mm. Um, like real sort of shoegazy dream pop elements, which are, I, I love that genre, I love that sound. So it really was right down my alley and big fan, big, big fan.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I a really big fan of this song. It's funny that it, it really reminded me of, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's a song on the Marika Hackman record from the year before last um, that has nearly the same sort of melodic progression as the beginning of this track. And it's funny that the two of them were in the news this week, yeah. both criticizing The weekend, And I was like, yeah, up the moths. For sure. um, But yeah, I really like the kind of the poppier... So, uh, a sound that she's kind of going for here, I I agree that I, I think that this would have been a better kind of first, first single. single. Um, like I I really like the last single that she put out, but this to me I hope is the direction that she's going to go. That in. the new
2: album is going to go toward. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I really liked her last record. I was a really really oh, it's big for sure fan. phenomenal. Um, I I just think she's great. She really seems to just know herself, uh, but in a way where she's. She's. She seems like she's really comfortable in her music making. That she can just be really vulnerable and talk about things, maybe in like a different perspective. Like there's a lot of sort of location in the lyrics in yeah. this, and kind of com- coming out of a place and still kind of being drawn back to it. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's a it's it's an interesting song. It's also a bop. Yeah, okay, really for sure. On. And it's yeah.
2: it's rare that you get this sort of. Um, Singer and acoustic songwriter combination anymore that has such a sort of vibrant and fresh yeah. lyrics and sort of so uh such an attractive sound, I think yeah, uh, I when think right. so I think
0: soak should be bigger and will be I hope that this is yeah. the year that she explodes
2: that this album does
1: it yeah
0: yeah i re- I really really hope it is because i think she's been she's been working hard for a while and she's been putting out. You know, track after track that's just good tunes, um, and I'd I'd really like to see her just completely shoot to the stratosphere this year. But um,
2: wholeheartedly agree.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is "Knock Me Off My Feet" by So. And you can hear Grimtown, the new record, on the 26th of April. And I think that's all our music for this week. Yeah, I think so. I think we, we got there. We got there. We got through it all. There is other music, um, but, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And we're, <laughs> we're taking it easy. We're when we're, we're using ourselves back yeah, in.
2: We're getting into the swing of things still.
0: Yeah. So have you been reading, watching, listening, enjoying anything else?
2: Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, and I was gonna preface this topic by just saying, have you seen it? And wondering if you know what I'm talking about. Is it you? No. Have you seen it? Oh, you is I've heard about you, but okay. uh, that's not, that's not what I'm talking I'll talk about. I'll about
0: you, but no. What's have you seen it?
2: Uh, birdcage, bird birdcage, oh,
0: birdbox. Bird box. I did. I, I watched it.
2: It's whoa. I watched it because I'm very um, one of these people. I can jump away from hype if I see too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a bit hesitant, but my friend was like, no, "You have to watch this," and it's so good. Sandra, you liked it? Yeah, I think it was really good. I think Sandra mm. Bullock
0: was so good at it I thought she was really good as well yeah I I had kind of I enjoyed it um, and I watched it just at the beginning of the hype so yeah. I, I wasn't like oversaturated but my god did a lot of um, I'll try not to include spoilers but you know yeah. it's been out a while guys go watch it <laughs> um, but uh, like characters in that film made really bad decisions
2: oh bad choices really bad choices like
0: there's there's a part where they leave a character in our room to do our thing. Oh,
2: that was such a, yeah, that was a foolish. They
0: all walked down the stairs and left them there. And they were like, okay, we'll just go away now and hope that nothing bad happens. happens. I was so annoyed. I was really mad. Um,
2: it is Yeah definitely I think it does A lot of horror films Are propelled by bad decisions By the yeah. characters in them though Like the real like Oh I heard a noise Let me check out downstairs Yeah like, this
0: was the ultimate Yeah Like I heard a noise Let me let me check it out I'd be like no
2: pal I'm going out the window I'm, I'm not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm outy if that happens I thought
0: the concept Was really cool though
2: For sure uh, Yeah it, Okay And it is very closely Linked to A Quiet Place Have you seen A Quiet Place? Yes yes they're Love f- that I know I love A Quiet Place yeah. But they're very similar films
0: Yeah Um I think Bird Box is I I don't think it can be a, what A Quiet Place was yeah. in terms of, you know, genre um what am I trying to say? In terms of like just breaking through a lot of the problems that horror has A Quiet yeah. Place just did it with For such sure. grace. Um
2: and everybody was seeing it. Everybody was talking about it. A Quiet Place. It's rare for a horror film. Yeah, yeah. A Quiet Place and it were the only horror films that did that last last year, maybe. Yeah,
0: and I couldn't watch it because I have a fear of clowns.
2: I have a, oh, that's so well placed, but I can't deal with horror films at all. I'm the biggest. Chicken. Oh, really? I I went to see A Quiet Place in the cinema, and because the film is so quiet, it would made it it's so worse because I like I wanted to scream. And oh, you wouldn't see it in the cinema? And I saw it in the oh. cinema and it made it so much worse that it's so quiet because everybody could hear everything that I was doing and I was like covering my face <laughs> with my hands and I real watch through my fingers yeah. when, I, when I watch a horror film. I can't deal.
0: Um, I have watched You.
2: This is the other one I've heard I, about so much. I did
0: it. So, right. You is a, uh, an, a Netflix um, show that's come out in the past couple of weeks. It's about a stalker who works in a bookshop and then meets a girl in the bookshop, finds her on social media yeah. um, and stalks her and then kind of fa- like gets into a situation where he can have a relationship with her. But then the stalking doesn't stop. He starts yeah. to, you know, like he, s- he starts to spy on her throughout the whole relationship. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Then there's loads of murder and mystery and intrigue. And I loved it every second of it, but I think I'm really confused and conflicted about it. I was talking to a friend of mine who, who sort of is having the same, um, the same conflict with it because I think it's trash, but I also think it might be a masterpiece. Okay. So I don't know what's going on with that. I finished the whole thing in like a day and a half. Yeah.
2: Is it one of those like that you just speed through? Okay, Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like gossip girl meets Dexter. Okay. Um, and it's very very watchable, but it's also really bad at the same time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've I was watching that. Uh, I read. What did I read there recently? I read Room by uh, Emma Donoghue. I haven't heard. It. So there was a film made about it. Um, the Room
2: was that the film. The Room about it. No, not The Room. Okay.
0: So Room is about um, a mom and her son who are locked in one room, um, and. He's like the, the son is five years old and he's been in there since he was born. Like she, yeah. she was kidnapped by somebody and then brought to this room and uh, raised the boy. And it's about their kind of life in the room. And I read it and watched the film recently and they're both stunning i'm really late to the yeah okay to the party with it like okay. this was going on a couple of years ago very very late late to the party with that but um yeah read that recently very very highly recommend
2: awesome i'll pick it up always looking for good novels yeah. have you seen did you see sorry to bother you
0: no i haven't
2: okay it's okay my favorite film 2018 tell me anyway, about it um it is um genuinely surprising Okay. Like, I think uh, because we have access to so much film and media now that like plot twists and like things that are supposed to be like spooky or like a big surprise rarely are. I think you can kind of, a lot of people spend their time predicting what's going to happen in films. Like, Mm. and I'm one of those people, unfortunately, yeah. in my head, I'm always trying to be like, oh, this is going to happen. Look at that. Look at that shot. But um, Sorry to Bother You is genuinely surprising, genuinely shocking in some parts, hilarious in others. And really tough to watch okay. in some parts. It is a full on emotional spectrum of uh, reactions and it's just fantastic.
0: Awesome. Okay. Was, I will I, check that
2: out. Yeah. it was. Um, I went to see it uh, with my girlfriend and I came out afterwards and just could barely speak. It was one of those ones that it was like mm-hmm. playing on my mind afterwards. And I was just really silent and sitting there and like, that's when you know you've seen something really like good you
0: know yeah for sure definitely uh, I want to see that new Spider-Man haven't seen it yet I've heard great things yes heard very good things and the uh, I have checked out the soundtrack which is unbelievable
2: yeah so good
0: that's so one of the things because I'm kind of I'm a bit bad uh, going to the cinema but if I see a good soundtrack in a film I'm like yes I will go yeah um, yeah I think that's all my media I've just been listening to Hounds of Love by Kate Bush but what's new um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing new there uh, that's all, all all the things that I've been enjoying
2: yeah enjoying. same with me
0: yeah great okay so that's that's our first podcast of the year whoop, whoop. whoop we did it um, yeah. Niall we've missed you we hope you're enjoying your, your holiday. And um, Niall and I will be back next week with more music news, albums, things to listen to, playlists. You never know. There's a lot going on. For sure. Um, so to play us out this week, um, you've chosen a song for us, Luke. Why yes, have I have.
2: Um, we have an artist, a Dublin based artist called Pure Grand, who is a visual artist and a recording artist. And he has a single called Pink. Um, this is great song but it's definitely best experienced when you watch the video as well it's fantastic visuals so uh, Pure Grand Pink go check it out and this is gonna play us out. Thank you very awesome. much.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much to everyone for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye! I think you need to get
1: over yourself Your rationality is starting to Get a grip and watch what you say And please will you get out of mind my- Does it make you feel good in front of the boy? Cause all I see is talking and not enough walk. Are you compensating for the size of your